This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gonna Talk Back Again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Last time that you'll be joining me uh, here in the New Forest uh, in a very sunny morning. So much so sunny. I had to put my cap here to stop the light from kind of just completely illuminating my face. So uh, that's that's why that's there. Because uh, if I lean back a bit, yeah, you, I can't see a thing. Um, but uh Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Very much appreciated. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for being so committed, all of you, especially whilst I've been away. And I know that the show's not been and looking the same kind as it always does. But thank you to everyone that's continued to show their dedication. It means a hell of a lot, especially as we close in on 50,000 subscribers. We're less than 100 subs away now from reaching that milestone, which is pretty incredible, to be fair, uh, considering where we came from as a channel, where everything uh, has happened the journey that we've been on uh, all the way back in 2016 since taking it on and uh, yeah unbelievable really so thank you to the continued support good morning to those in the chat though Leopold good morning to you and good morning uh, Olu uh, Invisible Car good morning uh, Dabani good morning to Mubarak good morning to Patrick Louis Jean Jose Hawkwind Red Star Carlton Stevie good morning and good morning to the rest of you joining us as well I hope you've had a fantastic week and everybody else too and that you're ready for some news, because we've got news to talk about this morning. Let's crack on with today's story, shall we? We kick off the inside Arsenal training video yesterday, revealing, of course, Arsenal's new attacking coach, Hussein Issa, the uh, Tekkers guru, who used to be part of called Hashtag United, received a lot of criticism, actually, when uh, Arsenal were first announced. I think the Athletic were the ones that did the story, uh, talking about Hussein's um, employment at the club. And actually... This is, I think, a really exciting appointment, continues to be um, a really intriguing piece of, I think, decision-making by a club to bring in somebody, not necessarily, you know, obvious pick, someone who's got like a raft of former ex-clubs at the top, top level, maybe someone with potential. And Arsenal have always invested in people with potential. And I think that Hussein Issa is clearly seen as as one of those. Uh, we've talked about him on the channel before. But Arsenal's attacking coach. We're doing some plenty of work with the likes of Bakaya Saka, um, making them, we're trying to make them better players. So let's see what the impact on that is 
this season. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, Charlie Patino confirmed indeed, as we discussed yesterday, that he's not travelled with the squad to Germany, posting his image currently at London Colney. Um, his future remains uncertain. We've talked about this a number of times. The latest indication that I was given was that uh, a massive issue with timing and kind of his progression through the team and his, uh, um, his arrival, if you like, in his age bracket has just coincided with the worst possible time for a central midfielder, which is just not what you want um, from an Arsenal perspective, at least. And uh, I can absolutely understand why that would be the case. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we see Patino's future kind of resolved as soon as feasibly possible, either that being that he decides to stay or, of course, the alternative being that he moves on and Arsenal get a significant figure for the player. Uh, moving on, and Gabriel's absence from the Brazilian national side has been highlighted recently um, and being down to the birth of his child. Uh, there was a really interesting quote that came out. Um, the quote I'm trying to find on social media came out yesterday. Planet de Football uh, tweeted this. It was Janinho Palista, who was a former coordinator of the Brazilian national team. He revealed in an interview uh, with GE Globo in which he said, um, these are choices when discussing the fact that uh, Gabriel chose not to join up with the Brazil squad because of the the birth of his child um but yes janino says these are choices i went through that my son was born i was waiting in england and the next day i come to brazil because i had injured my knee and needed to recover as quickly as possible my wife stayed there for 40 days alone with the babysitter's help did that hurt question mark when weighing you're going to put everything on the scale and it's inevitable you're going to put it all on the scale the other ones comes uh, throws it and then it happens to lose a little space I, it's obviously a translation, and I'm assuming that there could be some issues with the translation here. Um, so that's obviously something to always bear in mind. But certainly, if there is any indication that there that his standing in the Brazilian national side was affected by the fact that he, Gabriel, chose to remain with his partner as she gave birth to his child, if there's any indication that that has had an impact on his potential call-ups, despite the fact that he has been excellent, absolutely brilliant, one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League, you can probably tell from my tone, quite strongly passionate about this topic. I find it ridiculous that that would affect it. Um, family comes first over absolutely everything, as a lot of you guys are rightfully pointing out in the chat box. And Gabriel, fair play to you, mate, for choosing fa family over football in this instance. And the fact that it would even affect your call-ups, I just find ridiculous. That is, of course, if that is what is in being insinuated here, it could be something that's lost in translation. I hope that it is, and I hope that that's not the case, and I hope that the birth of his child and the fact he decided to remain with his partner while his child was born didn't have an effect on his call-ups. However, hypothetically, if it did, it's just despicable, really. Uh, moving forwards, Declan Rice in Portugal, training with Rafael Leal, Joao Cancelo and Bruno Fernandes, uh, continue. We see, we wait, we continue to wait on news, of course, of Declan Rice's announcement as an Arsenal player. But he's training with some pretty impressive players like Cancelo and Liao, and also another footballer, Fernandes, who's semi good. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that obviously it's great to see him out playing football, getting ready, being ready and fit and available for when indeed he does make that switch. I get that people are. I understand that people are getting frustrated with the length of time that it's taking to announce this. You're not seeing me jump on shows shouting and screaming about that fact either. 
uh, deals of this magnitude take time. And uh, we're hopefully going to see it happen soon. I do find it a bit odd, by the way, a little bit strange, if you will, that a lot of people are attacking the Arsenal media team. I've seen on social media people tweeting saying that Arsenal's media team are kind of like losing the hype around this transfer. Trust me, there's no hype being lost around this deal. When this deal is announced, it's going to pop off on social media. It could be one of the most viewed videos in Arsenal's media history when this gets dropped. And if you think that the Arsenal media team have anything to do regarding the length of time it takes for the details of this transfer to be sorted, then get real because they don't. They have absolutely no control about when this deal is going to be announced, when they're told they can announce it, when they're told they can get rolling on certain aspects of the announcement. They have no say, no say whatsoever. So do not get it twisted. Do not get it uh, and do not think that they have any kind of um, say in that because they just just don't. So please don't get accusatory towards the Arsenal media team for having any say of when the Declan Rice deal is going to be announced. Thomas Partey's exit. Um, I wanted to talk about this in a little bit more detail, a little bit more bluntly today, um, because I think this whole thing regarding the idea that Thomas Partey um, could leave the club, I think is being blown a little bit out of proportion. The start of this story came from when Fabrizio Romano uh, reported earlier, I think it was in June, that there were there was a concrete possibility. That word concrete came uh, came to the fore, came to the front of the conversation really early on, that there was a, quote, concrete possibility that Thomas Partey could leave. David Ornstein also reporting um, that Thomas Partey could leave Arsenal this summer. Now, this is true. <laughs> like, like any player could leave Arsenal this summer. I think the big part of this story that's really not being talked about is the idea that for Thomas Partey to leave, Arsenal have to get what I understand to be at least a significant amount of money to consider letting him go. You know, at this moment in time, it's not like they're trying as far as I'm aware, at least, to get Partey sold, that there is a keenness for Partey to continue. And from a footballing level, they know he's going to be an asset to the side, you know, to be able to partner Rice with Partey, go to places like Man City, go to places like Anfield, and Thomas Partey being partnered with Declan Rice is going to be a scenario where Arsenal have a lot more quality, a lot more control in midfield. And all of those things, I think, lead us to believe that, you know, at the moment, the idea that he would leave, I think, is being a little bit blown out of proportion at this stage. From a transfer perspective, we need to make sure that if he does go, Arsenal are going to get a serious amount of money because, you know, why Arsenal would allow Partey to go doesn't make that much sense from a football standing in regards to the money. If you've got money coming in from Saudi Arabia of levels up to £40 million, you know, I understand why you'd be open to selling in that sense. In the same way that Arsenal would be open to, and have been open to selling other players in this age bracket. You think about Granit Xhaka, you know, around the 30-year uh, age mark, got a very good amount of money from Bayer Leverkusen to sell him. It made complete sense, you know, because having been at the club for seven years, having overseen the length of that first contract was offered, £21 million on the books looks exceptionally good for a player that they signed for less than double that seven years ago. Thomas Partey has been at the club now, of course, since, what, 2020? This will be his third summer at the club after we activated that 45 million release clause. If Arsenal can make, you know, two-thirds of the money that they bought Partey for in 2020, again, 
it would look really good on the books. But it is only if a significant offer comes in, is my understanding that they would let Partey leave. So I wanted to address kind of the Thomas Partey transfer thing because I think there's a lot of discussion around it. And actually, the reality is very plain and simple at this point, as we talk on July 12th, that only if a significant transfer offer comes in for Partey will Arsenal be letting him go. And also, James Benj of CBS Sports has reported, of course, that the uh, that Thomas Partey's representatives have kind of told the Saudi side of things that he's only interested in staying in Europe at the moment. So if Arsenal are going to let him go... They're going to have to get a significant offer from within Europe. Juventus seems to be the most viable option, it seems, but I don't see how Juventus are going to stump up a significant amount of money to sign Thomas Partey. So I hope that's kind of addressed people's question marks about the transfer aspect of Thomas Partey. Um, And I hope it makes it a little bit clearer about what's going on. Again, in short, a significant offer is only what's going to be able to get Thomas Partey out of Arsenal in the transfer window. And lastly... You know, yesterday, uh, last few days, in fact, it's been pretty quiet in the world of Arsenal. And so uh, this link was kind of a bit of a breath of fresh air, if you like, to get a new player, a new story uh, talking about Arsenal. The report comes from Brazil. Um, Rafael Pfeiffer um, is the reporter uh, that has been quoted by Soccer News Gremio on Twitter, who have tweeted, again, this is a translation from Portuguese, so uh, bear that in mind. But the translation from Soccer News Gremio says, Arsenal have sent representatives to Porto Alegre to analyse and send a proposal to midfielder Bitello of Gremio. The official document is expected to arrive in the coming days. Trickler has already warned the English club that it wants at least 10 million euros. Um, and it says here for 70% of the transfer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, regarding the 70% of the transfer. But there have been other reports on this as well. Uh, Portal de Gramista, uh, as, as quoted by a Sport Witness, has said that Arsenal have had scouts watching the 23-year-old um, over the weekend. It seems that if these reports are to be, be believed, and by the way, I have no, intri- uh, no uh, insight on this, so please don't quote me. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. But... Um, this report coming out from Brazil at the moment suggesting that Arsenal could send a proposal, it seems, for this uh, Batello fella. I don't know much about him, if anything. I've done a little bit of Googling and searching up on the player this morning. Last season, or rather this season, because the Brazilian season runs slightly differently, in the 13 games played in Serie A uh, for Gremio, he's got three goals. In the Campeonato Guacho, he has three goals and two assists in nine games. In the Copa de Brazil, he has one goal and one assist in seven games. And uh, in the Guacho Fase Finale, uh, he has one assist in four games, leading to four goals and seven assists in 33 games. He's plays in a number of positions. He's played at DM. He's played at centre midfield. He's played attacking midfield. He's played right midfield. And he's played on the right wing as well. I, I get the feeling from just looking at the... The, the metrics and the data that he's more of an offensive minded midfield player um, that kind of plays, uh, I guess, a comparison in terms of where we know players. You think about Fabio Vieira, who can play in a wide right position, can play as a 10, has been used as an eight. I mean, at least data wise, and I'm only going off data at the moment. So again, please take this with, take this with a bit of a pinch of salt. Is the sun going away? No, it's just one cloud. thought I got lucky. Um, but uh, yeah, regarding kind of this, style of player it seems that's more of the box-to-box but offensive-minded player that could also play in a a midfield position um 
I'm not sure if it makes all that much sense. Maybe it is like an opportunity, an amount of money that they feel is too good not to explore the transfer. Uh, 23 years of age. Um, he's not like a Marquinhos type signing. Um, it would certainly be a player that has to come in and you'd think play uh, unless they're loaning him out to get minutes in Europe. I don't know much uh, about him at all. What I will do is if these reports, of course, kind of develop or I learn of any realism in them either, you can be sure that I'll be chasing this one up and getting us a breakdown if need be. But it's one of those I would say to you, take with a pinch of salt right now. Um, but who knows? Maybe... Maybe something steps up from this. Maybe there's more to this than at the moment. The Brazilian report solely meets the eye, um, but I can't comment on the reliability of these claims. But, of course, I wanted to bring you the story and discuss it. Um, interesting. Very interesting indeed. Right, let's move to part two and your questions. Right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A massive thank you as well again, as always, for people that have continued to support the Cancer Macmillan fundraiser. I'll be getting in contact with those of you from outside of the UK that have messaged me if you would like to get involved and help support this fantastic cause. Uh, and you are based outside the UK, send me a DM on socials, Instagram or Twitter uh, works. So that would be wonderful if you could do that. Um, and uh, yeah, again, thank you to everybody that continues to donate and support the show. I think that the internet's been strong enough that we can actually show... My full face. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping that the connection's been good. Again, if you're joining us later and you're wondering why there's a hat sitting here, it's because the light shining from this window is ridiculous. Um, so otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see a single thing. Um, I positioned the car like this, thinking, oh, this is a great place. I've got good internet. And then I started the show and realized, oh, no, I can't see a thing. So that's why that's there. Anyway, right, let's um, let's go into the chat box then and have a look at your questions. Uh, Vakan says, is uh, Hussein Issa Tekas Guru Steve Round's replacement? I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think so is because the story regarding Hussein's uh, arrival at Arsenal was reported way, 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 way before Steve Round was leaving. The roles are different. Um, I don't think that Steve Round's role was specifically yielded towards the offensive side of the play. I think it was a lot more wide-ranging, so no. Uh, Vacan, I don't think he's Steve Round's replacement. Um, Jaden says, Tom, isn't Patello like 23 years old? If we go for an unknown player, we need them younger. Not necessarily. Not necessarily at all. I understand the misconception why people might think, well, if you're going for a 23-year-old, surely they need to be like ready to play. Who's to say that this guy isn't? Who's to say that the scouting that they've done on this player isn't showing them that the data suggests that he isn't already ready to go? at a Premier League level, you know? So I think that's something that maybe needs to be taken into account. 
don't necessarily have to be a well-known player at 23 to make it. But of course, there is always going to be an associated risk with any transfer. And that certainly carries on into this one. Uh, Ashish says, Tom, any progress on Fresneda? With Dortmund cooling their interest, we can take advantage before it's too late. At the moment, I've heard nothing more than the fact that Arsenal just have an interest in the player, along with the likes of Jeremy Frimpong. Whether they move for a right back is going to be interesting. It's certainly an area of the field that I personally believe that there is scope to bring in some variations, some different style options. But at the moment, Ashish, no movement, but I have been on holiday, so I've not really been chasing up too many things uh, at this moment in time. Um, let's go to Aaron says, how did the missus interview go? Uh, she seems to think it went okay, uh, but she won't get the results for another month. So, uh, but thank you for asking. That's very kind of you indeed, Aaron. But uh, yeah, hopefully it went okay. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, let's go to um, Benji says, I saw reports that we may be looking at Julian Alvarez. Is there any truth to that? I also saw some ITK saying this yesterday. So a quick look to see if there's any suggestions um, of uh, Alvarez and Arsenal being... In discussions, let's see where this report is coming from. Um, according to El Nacional, Arsenal are weighing up whether to launch a double swoop for Carl Walker and uh, and Julian Alvarez. Um, it's a very easy link to come up with. Of course, Arsenal's history of trying to sign players for Man City is well documented. We know that. The Carl Walker thing seems a bit crazy. I wouldn't expect that to be a case, especially considering his... Previous loyalties with Spurs, although they not necessarily rules everything out. Why City would allow Julian Alvarez to leave is beyond me. Why Julian Alvarez would want to leave is beyond me. I know it might be obvious to say, well, Erling Haaland's there. He's not getting enough regular game time. The guy's still very young. He's getting plenty of game time. He scored 17 goals last season. He gets plenty of opportunities to play. He's versatile enough to play in those wider positions. I don't know why Man City would sell him to Arsenal. Any club, if they didn't have Erling Haaland... You know, would you know if it would be seeing Julian Alvarez play twenty games? It's a brilliant piece of business by City. They signed him for around thirty million pounds. Yes, they can make a sizable profit potentially, but I don't see what the point in selling Alvarez is from their perspective, to be honest, if any at all. Um, so, I, from my side of things, certainly heard nothing uh, at all. Uh, Derek says, Tom, do you think Rice's media duties are done and he'll just arrive in the United States when they do go over there? The answer, Derek, is I, I don't know if they've completed media duties with, with Declan Rice. There's been plenty of suggestions to say that he's been to London Colney, but I have seen some people suggest that that's not the case. As I say, I've been away um, since Friday and those claims that he was at London Colney were on Friday. Um, so yeah, it's difficult to know at the moment in time. Um, I've really taken advantage of this break. I needed an escape. I needed to kind of break away from a lot of chaos that's going on and, uh, it's been very much appreciated. So once I'm back at work tomorrow, cause I'll be covering the Nuremberg game from the UK, um, doing the live blog at football.london for that fixture. Um, maybe we'll get, I'll be more clued in as to what's going on, but, uh, yeah, certainly there's a chance. Maybe that's the case, Derek, but right now. It's a, it's a waiting game on Declan Rice. Let's just be patient and wait and see what's going on. Uh, Thomas, morning, everyone. How's the holiday going? It's going good. You know, other than the camping aspect, it's absolutely fine. I just don't like camping. <laughs> I just can't, I can't pretend. I'm not going to lie. And I've told the missus, I'm just not a fan of camping. Just, just not a fan. It's just not for me. I don't like having to sit in my car, you know, and... <laughs> And do my show from here. If I'm in a hotel room. It's fine. I can just sit on my sit at a desk and do the show. And I don't feel like the roof is going to fly off in the middle of the night when the wind's ridiculous either. 
Um, other than that, yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the company's great. Uh, the food's great. Um, yeah, you, you know, the environment's great. I literally wake up and I walk outside and there's like a field full of deer um, in front of me. It's an amazing kind of uh, place, the new forest. So other than the camping aspect, it's wonderful. <laughs> but there you go. Um, yes. Uh, Ismail says, I'm yet to see the timber and rice unveiling one of the delay. Deals take time. Deals take time. It's as simple as that. Um, if if we were talking about these deals, you know, 20 years ago when we don't have regular, incessant updates on transfers, and I say that as someone who produces those shows and produces pieces and articles, talk about Arsenal every day, the psychology of it all makes us feel like it's dragging on. But the reality is that it it's not really. It's just these deals do take time. You know, we've got, we know the deal between Arsenal and uh, Ajax and, and West Ham is is a, a as, as close as close can be, as Fabrizio would put it. But uh, we're just waiting, just waiting for the right announcement, waiting for the time to come. Don't buy into all of the fear mongering and the chaos drivel that's that's put out on social media. You know, I just look forward to seeing when these get announced. Hopefully, very very soon indeed. Um, Reese says, Tom, are the squad flying from Germany to the USA or flying back to England first? I think they're flying back to England first. Uh, they know they leave for the US uh, at the end of this week. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the US tour. It's going to be great. Um, I sadly am not going out there. I know that a lot of people I know are going to be out there. It sucks that I'm not there. But, um, you know, I, I can't wait to see all the videos coming out. I can't wait for the content, hopefully, that we'll see on the Arsenal way as well. Um, it's going to be great to get some insight of what's going on out there. And I'm sure that our good friend Mike from the Gunners Pod is going to be out there producing some great content as well. And, of course, the Arsenal media team will be producing some fantastic content for us to indulge in and look at. And maybe even we'll get some new signings whilst we're there as well to talk about as well. That would be fantastic if that was the case. Um, Abdul says, Tom, I saw a debate on Twitter. Would you swap? Uh, Martin Odegaard and Martinelli for Prime Ozil and Alexis. That's an interesting question. Would I? Right. My answer is no. The reason why my answer is no is because this project that we're in right now is all about the progression of this young group of players progressing at a similar age to one another through into their prime years. The collective, the understanding between each other is brilliant. You know, and I think that that progression that we're seeing move as a singular group is something that you can't just weigh up with a single swapping of Erdogan with Ozil. I wrote a piece which I got a lot of stick for in 2020. And the piece was all about how I feel that Meza Ozil under Arteta was just simply not going to work. And that Erdogan was kind of the perfect replacement, if you like, from Erdogan, uh, for Ozil. Sorry. I know that Ozil's got a cult following of such. And I'm poking the bear somewhat. I just never saw Ozil working under Arteta. I think Odegaard is the perfect player for that role, for that player to be in his system. The work rate, the pressing, the leadership, the understanding, the demeanour, you know, everything that Odegaard stands for, you know, fits in with what Arteta looks for in that type of player. Alexis Sanchez is one of my favourite players from the Arsenal modern era, the Emirates era, if you like, of players. And if Arsenal had a prime Alexis Sanchez in this team, it would be a glorious sight to behold. Um, but for me, I just think the Martinelli, Odegaard, age profile, the way in which they fit into this group, the understanding between them and the current crop of players and the ceilings that they could reach, I'm excited to see where that could go. So no, 
uh, I wouldn't personally swap them. Um, and I'd like to believe in seeing where this whole thing is going. Um, but if you disagree, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, let's go to Maya says, where can we watch the Nuremberg game? Uh, the Arsenal website, I believe, is going to be streaming the game, I'm pretty sure. If you're unable to watch it, uh, we'll be doing a live blog on football.london, so you'll be able to keep up with all the updates from the game over there as well. Uh, Cody says, Tom, how likely do you think we're going to sign Frimpong? Uh, we want to sell a defender like Tinney before we go and sign him. I do think, it's, it's, as I've said a number of times, I think potentially incomings are, are very much predicated on Arsenal moving players on um, during this window. If Tinney leaves, I feel like Tommy Asu would be a natural placement. I don't think we'll see a, a left-back signing come in if Tinney does leave. I could be wrong. I just don't see that happening. Uh, and I think that the interest in a right-back could be predicated on if Tinney moves on because, uh, you know, Tommy Asu moving therefore to the left and leaving a gap open to potentially bring somebody in at right-back. Yes, Timber's come in. I think Timber can offer us something in those positions. But I, I have said for a number of time, a number of weeks now that there's scope for Arsenal to bring in something a bit different there. And certainly there's interest from Arsenal that I'm aware about that would make me believe that they're open to the idea of bringing in a right back as well this window. In terms of how likely Frimpong is, it's it's not a case of putting a number on things. We don't know how likely the transfer is. All we know is that there's interest from Arsenal's side and that they could move for the player at some point during the window, if they choose to materialise that interest into something like a bid. You know, that's kind of how transfers work. In the bluntest sense, there's hundreds of players that Arsenal have interest in. They'll go and scout them. They'll go and talk to the clubs. They'll talk to the players unofficially. Um, they'll kind of gauge whether there's an interest from the players' side, or whether or not they're interested in coming to the club. They'll gauge whether the club are open to selling. Um, and then they make steps from there, depending on what they want to do moving forward. So, it's impossible for me to say how likely is it because we just don't know how likely it is at this stage because it's just interest from Arsenal. Um, Ed says, we're on 49.9 thousand subs. Who's not subscribed? Um, and importantly, who's not liked the video? If you've not liked the video yet and you are, haven't done so, please do. Uh, I really hope you've appreciated all the hard work that's gone into putting across these shows, even though I have indeed been on holiday um, and still putting out these shows for you. So if you could drop a like on the video, that would be very much appreciated. I have to <laughs> periodically keep turning on the uh, the electrics of the car to get a cooler breeze flowing through. I don't know if you ever, ever sit in a car with that aircon on um, when the weather is is ridiculously warm. But uh, it's apologies if you ever hear any kind of buzzing in the background. It's because the uh, it's because the aircon is, is is trying to cool me down somewhat. Um, let's go to the uh, DJ says. How far would you accept? as a run into the Champions League this year? And what does your head say about how far that we will go? I think Arsenal have got a great opportunity in the Champions League this year. It's no, I don't think it's ever right to say how far is an acceptable place to be because it depends upon who you get. It's a knockout competition. You know, if Arsenal were to get Man City in the quarterfinal and get knocked out there, you'd say, right, well, you know, it's, it's Man City. So uh, I can kind of understand if they were to get Real Madrid in the first round of the knockouts, you know, again, it depends on how the game goes. But if we got knocked out in the first round of the Champions League and it was, you know, it was it was Real Madrid, like, you know, people talked a lot about the criticism of Arsenal failing to get past certain rounds of the Champions League. When we were losing to Monaco, like I understood it. We should have gone past Monaco and we absolutely should have won those those two legs. But when it was Bayern Munich or when it was Barcelona, like I was a bit like, well, it was Bayern and Barca that were knocking us out. So I kind of 
could come to terms with that. So I never kind of DJ sit there and go, oh, well, this is an acceptable kind of round to be knocked out of the Champions League. I think, you know, it depends upon the route that we have. You know, from a Man- Manchester United perspective in the League Cup, Manchester United should have should have won that competition because, uh, or rather, was it the League Cup? I think it was, yeah, the League Cup, wasn't it? Um, every round that they had, they were the favourite for every single team. That's why we underperformed in the League Cup last season because we played Brighton and got knocked out. You know, we should be progressing past Brighton. So it depends upon who we face. It depends what round we go up against a certain team. So I never, I'm never keen on saying this is kind of the minimum expectation for the Champions League because it depends upon who you get. Uh, we should absolutely be getting at the group stage because depending on who we get in the first, in pot one, you know, we, we will absolutely be the, the best team from the pot two, three, four of those sides that we could face. Yes, we might come second if we have a Real Madrid or a, potentially a Bayern Munich, even though I, th- I think we give Bayern a really good run for their money at the moment. Um, I even think we'd give Real Madrid a decent game, to be fair. So I look forward to the Champions League next season. I think it's a great opportunity. I think we're one of the better teams in that competition still. But notoriously under Arteta, Europe has been a bit of a struggle. Um, so it's certainly an aspect of Arteta's um, record that he needs to improve as a coach. And I hope that that happens this season. I'm really excited to see what happens in the Champions League. Um, Mayer says, what's with Pepe's contract termination? We might have to terminate Pepe's contract. I've said that for quite some time. I've said that my prediction was Cedric and Pepe would be the last of the the contract um, terminations, uh, investments, if you like. Because who's going to buy him? Who's buying Pepe? (laughs) Who is buying Pepe at the end of the day? I I don't know who's going to buy a player that's on 120-odd thousand pounds per week, maybe even more. Um, that's, that's had injury issues last season, significant injury problems, and has only got a year left on his contract. It's a very difficult deal. If if anyone is criticising Edu for being able to not sell Pepe, I don't know what more the guy can do. The, the amount of factors that are going against Arsenal in trying to sell Pepe are, are, are several fold and like really do restrict what we're capable of doing in that regard. So I just don't get it. his contract just keep him in the club um maybe we get more benefit from having him there um i don't know i don't know how much of a, an issue his his attitude which I'd, i've never heard that he's got a bad attitude to be fair at all you know he came out and talked very positively and praisingly of arteta in a recent interview maybe we should just keep him for a year um i don't see any downside necessarily to that unless there was kind of a social issue but uh, yeah, I just don't think it's he's going to be sold. I just I just don't think it's going to get. I just don't think it's going to happen um, at all. This this window, he might leave, but I don't think he's going to be sold. Um, but I might get proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope we get some money in the door for Pepe. That'd be great. I just don't just don't see it happening. Uh, Van of Duty says, "Who would be your pick of a player who performs really well on the tour and will get any chance to stay? Of whom is destined for the exit door?" Um, Austin Trusty, maybe Austin Trusty is an example of a player that it looks obvious that he might leave, but if he has a really good preseason, could stay. I wouldn't put Balogun into that category because I think Balogun's of a stature that he could stay because he's good enough. But certainly the players that seem destined for the exit door, Austin Trusty felt like one of them. Maybe he's someone that can prove that that he's ready to to you know um, play. Maybe Nuno Tavares. Who knows? Maybe Tavares comes back from 
uh, his extended holiday after playing in the under-21 tournament and uh, and proves a lot of people wrong in preseason. I doubt it, um, but maybe he's one of them. Lukonga, I guess, is another one. But again, I'm not sure if that's the if that's the one. Right, uh, we're going to round the show off there. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Very much appreciated. Apologies for the lighting. I know the lighting's terrible uh, this morning. Um, but it's very much appreciated, everyone that's tuned in today's show. I'm just watching a fairly sizable spider <laughs> just walk along my windscreen. I'm glad I'm running. I'm not a big, I'm not a massive fan of spiders. I don't know who's a massive fan of spiders. I don't know if that's an actual thing. Um, but I can't say I'm massively scared of them. But when they creep up on you, it's never nice. And it's just crawled into a little gap. I'll tell you what, that's going to be, that is going to crawl out from underneath that gap when I'm driving on the motorway later. I can guarantee it. Oh, no, it's coming back. Um, <laughs> he's just crawling around in the background and now he's really caught my eye he's walking towards me he's right here here we go he's nearly going to come onto the camera screen I think oh no he's going off into the corner I'm going to wrap up before oh you can see my eyes are on. he's coming behind the windscreen counter right he's in the corner I'm really distracted by this <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap the show up there people thank you so much for listening I look forward to speaking to you all very soon where's the camera there it is I'm so distracted now um, thank you everyone for listening it's an absolute pleasure um, I'll be joining you of course tomorrow morning back in the usual surroundings um, and you'll see me back with the TGT logo behind me and uh, it's all going to be rosy uh, I look forward to that I look forward to speaking to you all have a fantastic end to your day enjoy yourselves and as always up the Arsenal He's still there. Still there. I'm in trouble. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.